0: Buzzing with marlo i am warren marlo and man shout out to joe grant making that awesome song for the buzzin with marlo podcast that is our new song for all episodes man that that song got me hyped i felt like i was coming out of my wrestling character again i that was oh that was fun hey i hope everyone's having a good day it is thursday but the podcast will be published on Friday, so Thursday. I'm currently just getting off of work. Uh, just glad I'm off now. It's been pretty hot, sweaty. You know, people enjoy your your stuff that all stores is about to have. But I hope everyone's having a good day. Uh, I hope everyone's making the best they can out of every day with everything going on in the crazy world today. It's, uh, hopefully it's getting better soon. I uh, know we got the NBA's preseason just back now, so some sports is coming back a little bit. Uh, my Magic's lost, so can't even win without fans in the stands, so I don't know what to say about this anymore. Luckily, it was preseason. Someone told me it was preseason because I thought it was actual season. I was joking around saying, man, we actually might have a chance to win the NBA finals knowing the Magic's are actually in the in the gig but uh found out it was preseason so I was a little bit better but we played against the Clippers so yeah it wasn't that bad though. But now off that subject today I will be joined with Dalton Grovestein. Dalton is a pastor at in Nahuna, Georgia. Uh it's gonna be a very interesting episode. I will say this today Dalton is a very good friend of mine we currently work together but Dalton is actually on a nice little vacation which not everybody's thinking oh he's going to Hawaii or anything no no he's on the fatherhood he just now just recently had a baby boy born and now he's enjoying his good little vacation off to being with his son and his wife uh I'm really looking forward to having this conversation with Dalton today it's It's been definitely much needed. Um, We've been trying to plan it for a while. I'm just trying to get everything I can one by one. But hey, we got it done. I'm happy that we're going to do it today. We're going to talk to Dalton today. Today, we are just going to have a good conversation with Dalton. Ask him about how fatherhood is doing. Ask him about what got him into pastoring. Ask him what got him to actually not only just... Not when he got into pastor and not necessarily just go to somebody else's church. No, he built one and now he is the pastor of his own church in Nahuna, Georgia. We're gonna talk about all the process of how he had to all he had to do to become a pastor, uh what what requirements you have to have to be a pastor or something like that. I mean it this is gonna be a really interesting subject. So when we get back, we will be talking to Dalton. Hello.
1: Hey. Is <laughs> how is fatherhood? How is fatherhood, my friend?
2: Well, it's uh it's different, but it's nice. It is nice. <laughs>
0: How are you doing today man
2: i'm doing good doing good just you know enjoying my my start to my six weeks off paid and i'm gonna enjoy every (laughs) bit of
0: it yeah freezing
2: (laughs) yeah right yeah
0: all right man so tell us what got you to want to be a pastor
2: pastoring well uh truthfully, I mean, growing up, I didn't grow up in church or anything. Uh, I grew up really on the opposite side. I mean, we didn't go to church or nothing. Uh, I don't know. I was probably about 17 years old and uh, I got saved. I ended up going to church and I got saved. And, you know, my life just kind of started to change. I started, you know, trying to serve the Lord. And I don't know, I was just in church and I just felt like it was just something God laid on my heart. So, you know, I just loved helping people and trying to help people, you know, uh, you know, with, through the bible and i just felt like that's what god wanted me to do so we uh we set out to start pastoring
0: so so what did what did all you have to do to actually get you to lead to want to do pastoring so like like you said you never really went to church at that time and stuff so what made you want to start going
2: oh uh well that's a good question well i was really uh I was staying with one of my buddies. I kind of moved out of my house when I was like 15, 16 years old. And I was living with one of my friends. And, uh, you know, we was just partying and just, you know, living wild. And his dad fell out of church. He used to go to church, and he fell out of church and got on, you know, drugs real bad. And, you know, and I was over there in the midst of all this. And I guess one day, uh, from what I can remember, one day his dad was just, you know, like i'm gonna go back to church and he he went to church and he ended up telling us that you know if we wanted to hang out around there and he said we're gonna have to go to church so so we started going with him not because we wanted to but and uh
0: but but
2: (laughs) yeah little did i know when i started going uh i just started listening and the lord started speaking to me and uh but yeah that's how it all kind of got started you know my life got in church and everything it was really a backslidden Christian just decided to get right with God and I ended up going to church with him.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah I, I mean that,
1: that that's
0: pretty cool. So yeah. what made you want to so what made you want to leave your house at like like you said 15 years old? Uh,
2: Well you know it was it wasn't nothing to do with like my house you know being a bad place or nothing it was you know my I just started going and staying with my buddy on the weekends and before you know it I was Staying there a couple nights throughout the week, and before I knew it, man, I had enough clothes there. I was pretty much living there, <laughs> and I pretty much just started living there, and I, you know, I lived with him for probably five or six years until I got married and moved out.
0: Holy cow. Yeah, yeah man. I remember when I played sports and high, I remember in middle school and high school, I was never home. I was really always <laughs> at my friend's house. Basically, I stayed over there because, I mean, it was right close to the school because knowing I went to Yule. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, my parents would rarely ever see me as it is because obviously because I was so busy with sports and everything. So that's a, that's actually a good reason. So y'all started mainly going to church just so you could, you could hang out with your friends.
2: Yeah, pretty much. That's how, well, yeah, that's how it all got started. I mean, I was pretty much staying over there, you know, for a while before his dad even decided to go back to church uh his dad just told us you know we wanted to keep on hanging out and bringing people over there you know he wanted us to come to church with him so we did yeah. and uh yeah that's pretty much he pretty much used that as like a, a tool to, to bring us in there yeah i
0: mean hey, got you in there so
2: it so how was.
0: long so how long did it take you to actually really start following going to church regularly and make you want to pursue that gig so how long did it kind of take you because i know it'll just take one visit and then just like all right i'm going to be strictly going
1: to church from now on
2: yeah yeah that's a good question no i really when we went the first time i I, honestly i didn't listen to a thing um Mm -hmm. and you know we just kept going with him and uh he just kind of got in there and was you know, we went pretty regular. I want to say we went every Sunday at least, uh, for a while. And, you know, I was in church, you know, kind of going to church and I I got to where I just kind of started liking it. And, uh, I was listening, but I was in church for probably almost a year before I really got saved and, you know, trusted Jesus as my savior and made a decision for the Lord, you know? And after that, I wasn't going no more necessarily just because, you know, his dad was going, I, I started wanting to go, you know, and, and that kind of what, that's what got me going. And, and, you know, I just started going to every service and I started going to the, you know, the fellowships, the activities and whatever was going on, whether it was a yard day, uh, we was just working around the yard at the church. Uh, you know, I just, I just kind of got involved and uh, you know, and I wasn't doing it no more for nobody else. I just started wanting to do it because, you know, for the Lord. And that's pretty much how that went, you know, and after I got married, you know, we've stayed on that same schedule, just being faithful to church and serving the Lord. And,
0: was your, was your, is that how you met your wife Is it basically from church?
2: Yeah. You know, I, I actually knew, I knew who my wife was, you know, when we was, till since we was a lot younger, I just hung out with people that, you know, went to her church when I was younger <laughs> before I was ever even saved or even, you know, went to church or even thought about church. Uh, I hung out mm-hmm. with some people that did go to church. I kn- I went with them sometimes, but not a whole lot, but I, so I knew who she was. But, yeah, I, I met my wife uh, going to church. I went to, like, a, a church youth camp, and uh, she was there, and that's how we started talking. And uh, I ended up, like, stealing her pen, I think it was, and messaging her. <laughs> it gave me an excuse to message her, and, and from there on it kind of, you know, just all fell in place.
0: Hey, you better kiss that pen.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean you could actually have an anniversary gift with a pen and say it all started with this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it truly could. Yeah. She still brings it up every once in a while.
0: Oh, it's it's one pin drop away. <laughs>
2: one pin drop away, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> so man, so so how long did it take you to actually get that process to actually wanna really get into the pastoring gig? So like I know you had to go to school for it and everything, so you went to Hilliard, right?
2: Yeah, I went to graduated high school at Hilliard. Yeah.
0: Oh, so you did graduate in Hilliard? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What year did you graduate, Hilliard?
2: I wanna say it was uh fifteen. I don't know why they even say fifteen. We was actually graduate. we was actually done with school in two thousand fourteen, but you know, graduation I think was like in January of fifteen, so they called us class of two thousand fifteen. I never understood that, but
1: Hey, they just gotta get a name
2: on there, <laughs> but yeah 2015, plus, plus yeah.
0: your school was a middle school and a high school, so
2: yeah,
0: kind of understandable on that
2: yeah that's true
0: so uh you gotta tell me man so were you so you were mainly like a party person in high sc- so was it in a high school level that you were like kind of in a party ish or was it kind of like early no. early yeah.
2: before high school? No, it was high school. Uh, you know, it was really I mean, I I hung out I had an older brother and I had, you know, I was always around a lot of older people, so I started, you know, kind of doing a little party and stuff, you know, at a younger age. And yeah. but it it was all throughout middle school and high school, honestly. I, I got saved when I was probably about somewhere in between I think it was eleventh grade and twelfth grade. It was in two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Um, I was probably seventeen, about to be eighteen or I might no, I wasn't eighteen at the time. I I was seventeen about to be eighteen and uh So I got, yeah, it was pretty much my whole high school career. I mean, except for maybe my senior year. And, you know, after I got saved, I still struggled a little bit, you know, with just everything.
0: Still, I mean, in a high school level, I mean, regardless of what you are preached and everything, it's still, there's still also temptations out there. And I remember one of your sermons and and it was really good. And I I really understood it very well about the temptations out in the world. Uh, I know high school would probably be, High school and college, I think were to be the two biggest things that you would have to really fight for your beliefs and your faith in because there's so much temptation around all over.
2: Oh, you're exactly right. I agree with that hundred percent and uh yeah and and you know no one even when someone gets saved, you know no one's perfect, you know we all know this we you know it, but it takes time, you know, and some people when they get saved it. You know, it did for me. It takes time to get things out of your life and, you know, to start, you know, trying to straighten your life up because, you you know, there's things in your life you've, you know, had there so long. It's yes. uh sometimes it takes time to get them out. And, and you're exactly right. High school and, uh, and college and all those things. I mean, I know, mean, it's just
0: outside, outside of school in general. I mean, there's a lot of temptation because now you are on your own. Absolutely. There's not somebody telling you, no, 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 no. Now it's like experience, experience, experience. I yeah. mean, uh, it, I mean, it can be a rough world sometimes.
2: I oh, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, I, the world we're living in, it's, it's, <laughs> it's rough all the time. I mean, uh, you don't know what's, what's up and down these days, but yeah, I agree though. It's definitely a temptation and, a, but you know, the Lord got us, got me through it. There was times I thought, you know, I kind of, Almost, you know, yeah.
1: I, there times I, I, I thought I was going to fall out, you know, it, it, it gets yeah. hard sometimes. Oh, yeah. I, I, like, I, I've seen i I've seen it in people that, I mean, are completely always good at person stuff, but then there's also those times it's just like, okay, like, this is the people I hang out with. So, I mean, obviously, they would let something bad happen to these type of Or it just one time, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. So, all right, so I'm going to go back a little bit. So, um, explain the process. I mean, with a podcast, you kind of like you would have to explain, just kind of like every question you type to say. So, what are the process that it takes to actually become getting saved? a pastor, it, yeah, no, not not necessarily just being a pastor. Just the process of wanting to be saved. At very a at very young age, like obviously, I've heard people can actually get saved. I, I think I, I think I'm, um, I've been saved probably.
2: Yeah, you, you got some static on your end. You're kind of, it's kind of like your voice is kind of muffled a little bit.
1: Yeah, I got these headphones so deep in my ears. I mean, I got these nice little wireless
2: ones. Yeah, it
1: would be so amazing, like if you go on a plane, you really would not be able to hear a thing. They're like so deep in your ears.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Does it sound muffling, or is it?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, it wasn't like that for really the whole time you've been talking until just about, you know, like three minutes ago you started. Yeah,
1: I had to. I, I had to get a sip of water. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Unlike you, unlike your vacation, you now I, I still had to go over to work today for a while.
2: Yeah. Right. I know that's right. Well. So, so, um... the, so to answer your question about what you said, so you're pretty much asking what led up to the process of, of being stage. You hear
1: that? Yeah, I can hear.
2: Okay, yeah. I don't know what that is. There's something staticky on your or your urine that's like making noise. You don't you don't hear that?
1: Uh, not really. You hear me right. good?
2: I don't know. I I hear you. It's just staticky. But anyhow, well, the process of leading up to getting saved, uh, it was, you know, God, I mean, the, the preacher would preach and, you know, God would just convict my heart. It's a it's you know, it's a it's a spiritual thing. It's a supernatural thing. God works in people's hearts and lives, you know, in different ways and. Uh, he just, you know, through, there was just, every time I'd go to church, God would start convicting me, and you know, the preacher would preach about knowing where you go when you die, and I would, you know, always leave, saying, no, I really don't know where I would go if I was to die, and, uh, you know, it would just over time, oh, now that statics has gone, it sounds good, but anyhow, over time, you know, I would just keep going back to church, and uh, he'd keep preaching, and he he just preached to me about how to be saved, you know, how Jesus died for my sins, and you know, it's just he. Just, God just kept working in my heart through the preaching. And just one day I was, I just, you know, came to the end of myself saying, you know, I need to deal with this thing. And, uh, you know, I just accepted Christ as my Savior, trusted him as my Savior. And, uh, you know, it's nothing that you do. Salvation ain't like, you know, get baptized or, you know, stop sinning or stop doing this or that or trying to live right. That ain't salvation. Those are things that you do because you've been saved. You, you stop, you try to do right and you try and. You know, you get baptized, you do all those things because you are saved. You don't do them to get saved. So when I got saved, you know, I just had to trust Jesus and and receive him as my savior. And there was just one day that I finally, under the preaching and under the conviction, I just finally broke and said, you know what, I'm just going to get right with the Lord. And I just trusted him as my savior. And ever since then, uh, it just, you know, kind of progressed to, you know, God laid it on my heart to preach. And I started preaching uh, and I started ministering to people. Does
1: that answer your question pretty good? Oh, yeah. that. I mean,
0: you know how, like, you get, like, let's, let's uh, say, like, you know how, like, the Christian movies are? Yeah. And you know how, like, they've always had to go through something? And I've always told people, too, like, I feel like for a way to understand a pastor, obviously you don't always want the goody-good person has never done anything yeah. wrong. Because, I mean, there's people that just can't relate to that. So obviously you want one of those ones that's like, okay, I've been in such a down, but this changed me. And I mean, obviously you see them getting lifted up. You see them so much better. You see their lifestyle's gotten so much better just just from their beliefs and just how their, their faith is. And they show and they show an example of like, okay, if this done this for me, imagine what it could do for you.
2: Type scenario.
0: So I mean, that's really good to know about that because, I mean, a lot of people they feel like, okay, you can get saved, but you can still cuss, you can still sin, do all of this. I mean, there's a yes and a no scenario to that. So, if that's the case, honestly, why would you want to be saved right off the get-go if you're gonna still well, do all that? Well, you know my what I mean?
2: thing is, is if someone gets saved uh, and they have no problem, you know, just cussing and living in you know, feels, I mean, I know any, a Christian can do anything a lost man can do, but uh, the Bible does teach that Mm -hmm. after a man gets saved, you know, there's a conviction, the Holy Ghost lives in you, and if someone can just live how they want, and no remorse, and they can just cuss, and and they don't care what God thinks, and there's no conviction, then I I really don't, it's hard for me to believe they truly got saved, you know what I'm saying? Uh, There's a lot of people that, 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 there's a lot of profession out there of people saying they're Christians, but that doesn't mean they're Christians. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I totally agree with you on that. So uh, actually I kind of want you to explain that. So what's that kind of profession that you keep saying that people say that they're Christians, but obviously they're doing other things. Well,
2: I'll say it like this. It's hard to really say who's saved or not. Like if someone says they're saved, you know, that's between them and God. I don't know their heart. I don't know, you know, if they have trusted Christ as their savior and I don't know what they're doing. um, But, you know, someone can be saved and still be struggling with, you know, sin or maybe struggling with, you know, drugs or maybe just struggling with something that they're trying to get out of their life. Uh, And and that's and that's fine. Mm -hmm. I understand that completely. I I mean, I I know plenty of people like that. I was like that. It took me a little while to get some things out of my life. So but but, Mm -hmm. you know, there is there are plenty of people that say they're saved and, you know, there's nothing there's no there's nothing in their life that would. Uh, if I could use the term, there's no fruit in their life, really, that would even show that they care mm-hmm. anything about God or they care anything about living right. And, and it makes you question, you know, you, you don't just automatically say, well, they're just not saved. But it does make you question in your mind whether what they're saying is really what they believe. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, kind of like it's kind of like a fake Christian type. Scenario. So, yeah, that's Absolutely. understandable. I
2: mean, it's kind of like anything. It's kind of like just because something says church on the sign don't mean it's a true church. I mean, there's some people out there that have yeah. church on the sign, and they're just in it for the money and in it for, you know, uh, all kind of other reasons. But they're not in it to help people or, or to even preach the Bible. And uh, so you got to just watch out, you know, just because someone says something doesn't necessarily mean they are what they say. And, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, that, that that's really well explained. Uh, I've seen I've seen it now on Christian films now, too. Like, you could obviously see that there's a lot of like fake look into mm-hmm. it. In some ways, but I I like the ones always made by the Kendrick brothers. I really think theirs are really real. I feel like they have a very good lesson on most of their movies. Yeah. So obviously, they're they're knowing what they're preaching in those movies, and that's one thing I do love about those type of movies. They're preaching a way for people to actually understand and to relate to something. And and sometimes I mean. It might sound crazy, but sometimes you might have to take them to watch some movies like that to actually realize, okay, I really want, I really don't like the way I'm living right now. And I will be dead honest about it. I remember when I just graduated high school, um, there was this movie called Letters to God. Have you ever seen that one? I don't
2: think I have. I don't know if I've ever seen that one.
0: It's about a a 10-year-old boy that has cancer, leukemia, and um, he's... He's literally one of the happiest people on the planet. And instead of writing letters to like people, he always wrote letters to God. And um, it, it was just a, such a good story to it. And he, would, and the sad thing and the craziest thing is he's 10 years old. Dude doesn't have any hair. He's not able to really play sports at the time. Just, he was a big fan of soccer and he always wanted to play soccer. He always wanted to play goalie and, this cancer obviously just keeps coming back, keeps coming back. But he always stayed positive in it. He never, he never turned down going. You know what? I quit on this, whatever. He always fought. And I mean, at the very end, I mean, he does pass away. But it was just such a great story because you find out so much tragedies that we have in our life, and we take so much for granted. We take absolutely. I'm trying to. Out the, I'm feeling trying, trying to figure out the words for it because we feel like. The stuff that we go through is so tragically hard and bad. But you like for just that movie instance, a 10 year old kid with leukemia, he could be mad at God right now. He could be mad at just whoever and just be like, hey, why are you doing this to me? Like, I read the Bible. I go to church. I I even write letters to you. Like, why are you doing this to me? But he was so calm. He said, I know where I'm going. And when it's my time, I am so happy to leave or something like that. And it was just, it was very inspiring to me. And it actually helped me want to go Amen. to church. I mean, it might be a crazy way to say it, but that was actually one way that got me to actually start wanting to go to church.
2: Well, right. hey, the Lord works through different ways. You know, if he works through a movie, you know, and, and gets a hold of your heart. Then,
0: I mean, hey, it kind of sounds crazy. I mean, I've been around church a good portion of my life at times. I mean, it's just... I can't really just sit down a lot when I – I mean, you know it. I, you rarely see me just sitting down constantly. I really have to be up and giddy for a while. I just That's just always how I've been functioning. I can only play a video game no more than an hour because I can't just sit down <laughs> for that long. So, I mean, it's just like – just places that obviously you have me sit in so long, it's just like, oh, my gosh, like, ugh like, all right, when, when are we getting up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I obviously with this coronavirus and stuff like going on and stuff, it, it, it's been really crazy just for anything in general. Um, obviously I see your churches are up and running really well and it actually, and y'all are actually getting good crowds again.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, the Lord's really been blessing, you know, ever since we opened up, we've seen, uh, we've seen people saved, we've seen visitors and, uh, well, the real thing is, man, is all this stuff going on in the world, and uh, it's not like this all all everywhere, I'm sure, but
1: you know mm-hmm. with everything
2: going on in the world, it's making people really stop and think about you know think about God because What's you mean? know everything's so crazy yeah. and, and the truth is, even in the Bible, when people when everything's going good in people's life, oftentimes they don't think about the Lord. Uh, if you notice most yeah. people will think about God or will pray or will go back to church or something when a tragedy takes place. Um and you know it's and and I'm not justifying that because I mean they're just you know a lot of people they don't need they don't want God until they need God it's a, God, it's a real
1: it's a real common thing
0: it's a real it's a real common thing I hate to cut oh, you God. out on that but it's very common I've I'm I'm gonna be honest with you I've done it in my past like I said when I watched that video it just really i helped me open my eyes on stuff and made me realize stuff because I was just going through something at a time and I mean obviously. When I got further along and when I had my kid born and stuff, it was just a really tough time, especially knowing that my kid was special needs at like the age of 21, trying to raise a special needs child. It was very difficult and it was very hard to deal with. And I mean, it was just, I I wanted to change. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to be a better role model for my son. And now with my daughter now, so you only own one right now. So that's pretty cool. I was really happy for y'all, and I could tell you, you were really ready for parent, parenthood. Probably not sleep right no, now. not though. sleep. I'm still <laughs> learning that
2: part. But, yeah, I, well, I understand um, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like we were saying, um, there's nothing wrong with, you know, sometimes God works through tragedy to get people, you know, to get people mm-hmm. thinking about him. And, uh, I mean, that's all throughout the Bible. Sometimes God had to send tragedy into people's lives uh, just so they would turn back to him, you know. And uh, like out. I don't want
0: to cut you out on this, but I heard this a long time ago, and this was in one of my old churches. God does stuff to make you focus on Him. So, with the coronavirus and everything going on right now, where we're not getting to watch our stars and our actors and everything because there's there's been a saying i think i actually saw this on one of your sermons you you said that people believe in their god and not the god that we yeah. should in some yeah. ways and people praise their god more than what our god is and and it's been very valuable on things i mean you you experience it right now like we're if you watch TV right now, which I only got YouTube TV because I just don't want to hear any of the commercials, all that craziness yeah, right. that's going on in the world. And I don't want my kids watching it. So, I i mean, it's really eye-opening because everybody keeps telling me, man, I can't stand watching reruns anymore. And it's just like, it's, it's clicking now in some yeah. ways. I'm not trying to say, all right, yeah, the coronavirus is trying to say, hey, basically get your mind right, something, whatever. But, I mean, just in a way you could think of yeah. that. Cause now like you said, people are starting to second guess, wow, have I really been doing what I'm supposed to be doing on this plan that I that I believe that I should have been doing. Cause obviously me having fun now is kind of like yeah. a little limited. Yeah. And now everybody just and I mean more people panic when you know you can't do anything about it. Yeah. So I feel like that's probably one of the eye openers on something. Well, things.
2: that and, and, so and, you know another thing about that is you know a lot of times when there's something that seems that could bring death into your life, the average person does not want to think about death. The average the average mm-hmm. person don't want to think about it. So when there's something that's going on tragically that's killing people and it gets people thinking about dying, it just makes people start thinking about the, the Lord kingdom. because. You know, they don't mm-hmm. uh, all, you know, there's nothing else no one can do about him when they die except for God. So they mm-hmm. start thinking about the Lord. And I kind of think that's what, you know, the Lord, I ain't saying the Lord sent the coronavirus. I don't believe that at all. But what I'm saying is he can still use it to get a hold of people's hearts and minds. And uh,
0: mm-hmm. so, yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean, I've I've seen I've seen a lot. I mean, I watch a lot of churches now on obviously on phone and on TV right now because. A lot of people can't really go yeah. anywhere. It looks like lockdown's about to happen again. I don't know if it's happening in y'all's area right now, but it looks like it's getting pretty bad over here yeah, again. Yeah, <laughs> I think it'll
2: probably happen again, honestly.
0: But Believe it or not, man, my area is the only area in Florida that is not on lockdown. Like, no mask mandated right now. I mean, it's still optional, but it's not mandatory right now. I live in Clay County, so it's not like you have to wear the mask. So, I mean, oh. at least that's a a bless, I guess, because I don't know how much longer that's going to hold.
2: Oh, man, I hate
0: wearing those masks. Oh, my gosh. you wear it in my on my side, man. <laughs> <laughs> 110 degrees, and you're just sitting there like, uh-uh. Uh, that's at, yeah, you're on the dry
2: side. Yeah,
0: that wouldn't be good. Yeah, yeah man. Least- looks like your boys have actually been getting out of there pretty quickly, but – I do want to ask you about so, what school did you actually do to actually get to have that? This has basically been your dream gig now since obviously since you've been out of high school, right? What, pastoring? Okay, Mm -hmm. I I
2: figured you wasn't talking about Walmart. I hope you wasn't.
0: This is actually our first podcast now that we have actually said where we
1: work.
2: (laughs) I you trying to keep that hidden. (laughs) This
1: is the warehouse now, the store. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
2: Well, you know, um, it, it doesn't, there's a misconception. There's not a whole lot of people that know a ton about like, uh, like just outside people. But the truth is you don't have, Mm -hmm. you don't have to go to college or nothing to be a pastor. Um, there's some churches Mm -hmm. that require, you know, if you was to, you know, if they wanted to take you as a pastor, there's some churches that require, you know, a college background, like you go into some Bible college or something. Uh, But the truth is uh, God calls a preacher and God equips a preacher he'll teach you his word. And really Mm -hmm. you're preaching his word. You know, you're not going to learn that Bible unless you get in there and read it and study it. So uh, somebody, I didn't necessarily go to no big college. I just went to a, our church that I grew up in had a little Bible Institute, which was a Bible college. Uh, and you know, it wasn't nothing big. Mm-hmm. There was probably like maybe 10 of us in there. And, uh, we went through, I think it was like a two year, uh, or actually a four year course. And, uh, and you know, it, all it was, was my pastor teaching us the Bible and, you know, he would give us a, we'd get, you know, legit Bible credits and everything for it. Uh, and you know, that's all I did. And, and after that, you know, it, cause, I, you don't have to, like I said, you don't even have to go to college at all. You know, I've got a Bible college diploma, you know, from my church and everything doing that little Bible Institute. But uh, even if I didn't do the Bible Institute, that doesn't qualify me to pastor. Um, I mean, obviously you don't want somebody mm-hmm. to get up there pastoring that's an idiot and don't know the Bible, but, uh, there's plenty mm-hmm. of pastors throughout history who were, you know, some of the greatest pastors this world's ever seen that are have books written about them that never even went to Bible college. And, uh, they Mm -hmm. just read their Bible and believed it and studied it and preached it and uh, helped people. So, so with Mm -hmm. that being, with that being said, if if that answers your question, I did go to a little like Bible Institute at my church. Uh, Yeah. uh,
0: So I was actually curious because I've actually seen a lot of Christian schools too, like obviously the Christian colleges and stuff. So like, so say like the stuff that you did also, what, what would be the major difference obviously from you getting a degree to be in the pastor instead of just the, obviously the certificate, like what, what really would it, what real big differences would that matter? Like, are you going to learn more in a college area or would you learn more kind of like an institute? Because obviously, like you said, you've got a smaller group of guys. It's not like a a professor teaching 50 to 60 kids or young adults right off the get-go. So obviously it's, more hands-on and actually be able to explain and understand it more types yeah and
2: you yeah, know, well you want to know the difference here here's if i could break it down really simply here's the difference uh the bigger bible colleges honestly i i wouldn't really refer any anybody to some of the bigger ones because i mean i know some good big ones but a lot of big bible colleges mm-hmm. uh, and you know i know a lot of pastors and a lot of preachers and they'll all say the same thing uh you know, they, they all say the same thing. A lot of those bigger Bible colleges I've gotten to where they're not even necessarily teaching a ton of Bible. They're teaching more of, uh, homiletics, you know, having a good speech and, uh, how to, how to really razzle the crowd or, you know, to, you know,
0: so how, to be a good
1: speaker, yeah, how to be a
2: good speaker and how to carry yourself and all that stuff. And, and, you know, all that stuff's good. There's nothing wrong with that, but, uh, You know, from what I hear from people who's been to some of them bigger colleges, they say, you know, they didn't learn a whole lot of Bible from them. Uh, But, a lot, you know, like the college we went to, like at our church, you know, my pastor, he taught us just straight Bible. It was just, you know, the whole four years was nothing but Bible. And uh, so. So
0: So how many days a week would you do that? We would go
2: uh, uh, once a week, but it would be how long did we stay in there? I want to say it was three hours or four hours. We would be in class once Mm -hmm. a week.
0: that's good I mean yeah I mean it makes sense I feel like yeah with a smaller group and guys you would understand more because like it's more easier to explain it to a lesser group of guys than obviously a college professor speaking to tons because obviously you're not going to want to repeat yourself because I mean you're in front of like a whole group like you can just possibly get lost off course a little bit on that so that's that's really interesting that was actually really good to find out
2: yeah and and
0: so tell me so, when it was your first time to actually become and stand up to be a pastor, were you getting nervous?
2: To pastor or to preach?
0: I Whichever one you want to speak. Of, okay. But.
2: Well, I, I, I mean, I started preaching, you know, long before I started pastoring, you know, like getting up in front of a congregation mm-hmm. and preaching. Uh The difference is, mm-hmm. you know, you can be a preacher and not a pastor. I mean, a preacher, you know, you can travel around from different churches and preach to different congregations and. I mean, pastors do that, too.
1: So the
0: difference between a preacher and a pastor is obviously you can just travel Well,
2: uh, and explain. Yeah, I'll explain it in a nutshell. You got pretty much three different, uh, if you was to qualify it, I guess. uh, You've got somebody who's called an evangelist. And what an evangelist is, it's somebody Mm -hmm. who travels all around the country going to different churches. preaching and then okay. you've got somebody called a missionary, and a missionary is a preacher. See, now all three of these people I'm about to tell you, are they're all preachers. You know, they got called to preach, but mm-hmm. uh, these are specific ministries they're going into that God called them into. So you got the evangelist. He travels all around the country preaching in different churches, uh, encouraging God's people, uh, you know, whatever the Lord lays on his heart. Then you got a missionary. A missionary is a preacher that Accepts, you know, the Lord lays it on their heart to go to a foreign nation and they'll leave America and they'll go to like, you know, okay. Asia okay. or they'll go to Africa or just some different foreign land and they're called a missionary. And then you've got the other person, which is a pastor, which is somebody who actually dedicates his life to a certain church in a certain area.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. That that, that was really good to explain. I mean,
2: I didn't really know
0: and stuff like that. So that, that was really cool to find out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, and,
0: that's pretty cool to find out that I mean I didn't know there's technically three different categories. I thought it was all in one type scenario. I didn't know, obviously, the preacher and the pastor. I didn't know there was actually a big difference between a little. Well, bit. that so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it.
2: they're all preachers. They're just in different ministries. You know, they're all classified as preachers of. You know, they preach God's word, but they mm-hmm. just preach in different ministries. You know, that he's traveling. He's in a different country, and you know, this guy he's he's dedicated to a certain church. You know, for however long God has them there. And uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, yeah, and a lot of people don't know that. I'm glad you asked. Uh, a lot of people don't know stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that's the one thing. I, I, I don't want people to just think I'm pushing this on them. Like, when they listen to this, I want them to really, like, be able to express, say, like, if they have never really have ever stood foot in a church, they would actually have a little bit of a knowledge to be like, wow, like, I didn't know all that was entitled mm-hmm. to it. I mean, obviously they're not going i mean if you they find out okay say like you're a pastor or preacher and stuff they will actually be able to know the different types because obviously even if you if people go to church i don't think people have been explained to what what really y'all have to deal with to actually get to that level and i mean it's really it was it's really entertaining to know because i i never knew half of that and i know one of my family members is actually a pastor so I mean that's pretty cool to find yeah, out.
2: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's good. I'm glad. Uh, and uh, and you know, kind of like to answer your question, what you asked earlier about the first time I actually stood up. Uh, the first time I actually stood up to preach. Yeah, I mean I was super nervous. You know I was, you know, I was just preaching. Uh, you know, to a uh, it's like a youth rally, and I preached to a bunch of young people and older people alike. But I was, you know, nervous, super nervous. But pastoring, you know, when we started pastoring. Mm-hmm we actually, uh, we didn't take a church, you know, there's two different ways you could go about it. You could, uh, somebody, uh, you know, a church can call you and say, Hey, we want you to come preach for us and, uh, maybe be our pastor, you know, if we like you. And, uh, you know, you can go somewhere where they already have a congregation, they already have a church building and, and you preach to them. And uh, if they like you, you know, they'll, they'll ask you to be their pastor and they might already have, you know, like a salary set for a pastor to pay them. Uh, but you know, in our situation, we didn't uh, take a church we started a church so we started mm-hmm.
0: from i remember you yeah me. we
2: started from scratch so you know we didn't you know I don't get paid anything anyways and uh, I mean if the church ever got so big to where it was hard for me to do it and work a full-time job and the church asked if asked me to uh, go full-time or something and then pay me I'm not against that uh, I'm not against somebody you know <laughs> uh, being a full-time pastor but as far as right now I mean we don't get paid anything we're doing it you know because you know, it's just what God called us to do. But, you want, but you yeah. have you have pros and cons in both sides. You know, if you take a church that's already started, you kind of got to go into some things they've already had established there, uh, the way they do things. You know, but starting a church like I did, uh, you might have to. You you have more of a burden of doing more, most of the work and laboring around the church by yourself because you don't have you know like mm-hmm. a crowd of people that's grown and knows enough about laboring in the church. Yeah. So you kind of got to do a whole lot more laboring, but I can kind of, you know, establish things around there the way God leads me to do it, you know. And uh, so there's Mm -hmm. pros and cons on both sides. So, yeah, we started, though, from scratch.
0: Yeah, I I really want to know about this. So you remember how my past was about professional wrestling? I used to, when when I would have shows and stuff, we would have to show flyers and stuff to advertise, hey, we're going to be in this area. So how did y'all actually get people to actually want to come to y'all's church? Because obviously, like how you said, you started from scratch. So obviously, people didn't really know of that church at that time. So how did y'all, how were y'all able to actually get people to actually you know, come in there and see what it's about? Basically. Well, that's a
2: good question. You know, uh, we actually, um, when we went in there, man, I went in there, you know, with, with the just, uh, and I'm, I I still try and keep my zeal. But when we went in there, you know, I was we were zealous. Uh, we went in there and we got. It's called a every door direct mail flyers. Have you ever uh, you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever heard of those?
1: Well, mm-hmm. it's like it's like yeah. you
2: send a flyer to you know every single mailbox in the whole community, and uh, you know we went we went mm-hmm. in there and we did that, and you know we only had one family come out of that, but they're been, they've been faithful ever since we did it. Mm-hmm. So even if we, you know, it, all the money, all I mean
1: yeah, as long as you got
0: somebody to show up, I mean that that's that's what it mat that's what really obviously that means that somebody really cared to try to witness something different because I've seen numerous churches. Most of them could be the same. I've noticed most of these churches now are more like concerts in some way. And at first I won't lie, I kind of like going to that type of scenario, but I can't really just sit down and listen to just music blaring in my ears for a good 30 or 40 minutes. Then finally the pastor talking. So, I kind of usually watch the videos more than anything, so the music don't get so loud in my ears.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I, yeah and it's people's preference, but I, I'm I'm not big on the whole rock music in the church either, honestly. But uh, I, mm-hmm. you know, if if you go to a church, um, I, I'm more of an old fashioned kind of like old fashioned kind of music. But you know, if you do prefer some of the newer music, I, I you know, I'm not gonna you know beat you over the head for it, but it don't, it don't matter what church you go to, the <laughs> church that you go to, as long as they're preaching the Bible, and they're preaching it the way it says it's supposed to be, and uh, they're not watering it yep. down for you, then uh, that's a good place you you need to be, but uh, anyways, to get back to what I was saying, though, um, we, you know, we sent out those flyers, but we didn't just, you know, do that, we just started going out, knocking on doors, and uh, telling people about Jesus, and that's what it's all about, we're not necessarily trying to build a church, we're trying to, you know, help people get to heaven and help people learn about eternity and about God. And uh, mm-hmm. so we just started knocking on doors, man. And we was just we'd just be out all the time, you know, walking up and down the streets, knocking on doors, going out into the woods, uh, knocking on doors. And you know, the church it just it just started growing. People started coming. People started getting saved. And uh, we've got a lot of people coming and getting saved that we knocked on their door weeks ago, and they would just randomly show up weeks later, and and you know, they'd get saved and they'd get in church and start growing and you know from there it just it it. and, and our church is still young and it's still smaller it's still growing you know we might have mm-hmm. you know 20 something people that attend but it's uh it's we started with five so you know we've picked up pretty good in the past you know we ain't even been started a year mm-hmm.
0: yet oh so yeah that's right you all haven't started a year yet you
2: know, this september so we'll what made you want to choose that area in Georgia So
0: what what made y'all want to choose that area in Georgia? You already lived in Georgia at that time, right?
2: Yeah, we lived in Georgia. Uh, We live in Folkestone. uh, I don't know if you're allowed to tell where you live. (laughs) We live in Folkestone, Georgia. Anyhow, (laughs) where we pastor is a a place that's uh, right next to us, right next to our town. And uh, we Mm -hmm. just, you know, we prayed and uh, just kind of felt like we, you know, we had different ideas on our mind of where we could go. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, God just kinda laid it on our heart to go where we are and we started looking around for a building and everything, and he just opened the doors for everything and everything just kind of fell into place and we just kind of knew that's that's where we needed to be. And uh looking back now, it's I mean everything was just laid out perfectly for us to come in there and start a church.
0: Yeah, man. I I love the fact that y'all started doing the Facebook Live thing because Georgia's a heck of a ride for me. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a good
1: ride. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you watch them, though. Um, I'm
0: glad you watch them. We've got, yeah, man. I told you, I, I told you, I would watch them. I, it kind of gives me like, like how I told you, I got one of my family members that's a pastor, and his wife, and they've they've ran a church called Laney Road Baptist, and uh, it's over in Jacksonville area. It's a real old old scenario look. I mean, most of my family has basically been born there, raised there, basically. It's kind of weird every time I show up there they they knew who I am. I get the terminology Little Warren because they experienced all three Warns. My great grandfather that passed away about 3 years ago, Yeah, about 3 or 4 years ago now. And then my dad, he's the junior and then haha, <laughs> I'm the third. And I used to get a lot of nicknames for that one. But uh yeah, man, it gives me that type of vibe and I love kind of the old school look and some things because I mean they're really based off of the Bible type scenario. I mean, like how you said, there's people there now, I feel like they're trying to be entertaining to preach. And I don't, I mean, some, I mean, if it works for people and it helps them actually want to read the Bible and stuff, then I, I'm not going to sit here and say, don't do that. But I just kind of like the way that, I mean, the old school vibe is on the Bible is just like literally like, it tells you word for word and it tells you basically the right and wrong. Uh, the ones now, obviously I've, I've seen a couple of them. It's just like, they want to move their hands all the time and everything like that. And it's just like, yeah. okay, that's a little bit. More. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: yeah. This newer, this newer kind of age uh, church, man, they're, they're just, it's a lot about kind of more of a, you know, feelings and feeling good and leaving mm-hmm. with a good, you know, just a, uh, I would
0: say they're trying to get into
2: a newer type of generation type look. Yeah, I would kind of say that type of look. It's kind of like music. Kind of like,
0: like I used to really love rap and hip hop. I don't really care for rap now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think kind of like in that type of scenario, on things it kind of, I guess it helps the newer generation be able to relate to it. The newer generation to
2: actually get into it i would like to probably say that would probably be a good way to say it yeah oh yeah well you're you're absolutely right you know and uh i I mean i agree yeah that's definitely why they're doing it they're just you know trying to get a you know bigger crowd trying to reach a bigger crowd but a lot of them you know have kind of thrown out the bible to do that and uh when you start Mm -hmm. doing that then you start really winding up in a mess uh, but, you yeah. know, Laney Road Baptist, that church you're talking about. Yeah, I, I know exactly where that church is. I've actually been there for a, a church revival before.
0: And, uh, oh, really? Uh, You know the pastor, don't you, buddy?
2: I don't know who he is, uh, but I, I do believe I've met him when I went that one time. We only went once. And, uh, okay. I do think I met him, though, maybe shook his hand, but I don't I don't even remember what he looks like. And, yeah, uh, man,
0: you would he... need a Harlow Saga in there. Not even kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like it's, cr- I don't even remember half the people. Like, they just come up to me and say, Hey, little Warren. I'm just like, Hey, I don't know <laughs> well, who I you guess. are. Cool. Yeah, I wish you know. i this podcast I'd be like, Oh, you never knew who I was. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I do want to close on this part. So, like, how you said, your church is new and stuff. So, what would you do or what would you say to help people actually? basically want to change their life on scenarios not not just the normal hey you need to read the bible you need to do this if you're not doing good you're going to go to hell type scenario like what would you say to people that have never really that don't really don't see going to church at the time or whatever how would you actually change their outlook on it
2: well here it, it's it would come down to two things. Uh, it, it depends on if someone's lost. If there's someone that's lost and they've never been saved, they they don't know, you know, they don't know God. They don't know nothing about God. They've never trusted Jesus as their Savior, and their life is just, you know, wrecked with sin. And uh, I, I would tell them, you know, the best thing they'll ever do is, you know, call out on the name of the Lord and ask Him to save them and uh, trust, you know, Jesus as as their Savior. You know, that's why Jesus came. You see the crosses on the churches and everything, and people, you know, they'll see the cross, and they really don't even know what it it means. But what happened is that God sent his son down here, Jesus, and he died on that cross, and he was buried, and he rose again the third day. And and when he died on that cross, the Bible says he paid for all of our sins, the sins of the whole world. He paid Mm -hmm. for them that day. But see, the only way that can be applied to my life or your life or anyone else's life is if, if they trust and accept what Jesus did for them on the cross and they trust him as their savior, that he died for them. And, uh, and when a person does that, the Bible says that God saves them and God uh, moves into their life and God can work in their life and they can have a relationship with God. But the Bible says before someone does that, before someone will ever come and, and look at what Jesus did for them and trust Jesus to forgive them of their sins and trust him as their savior, uh, you know, they can't even know God. They're, they're separated from God. Their sins are in between them and God. Uh, but that's what's so wonderful about it. Uh, I mean, the, the, one, the, the greatest thing about the Christian life is that, that Jesus did it all for us. That's why we, you know, that's why we do what we do. Uh, God doesn't say, hey, uh, you need to straighten up, start living right, you know, crawl on glass or something for, for your sins and uh, suffer for your sins. No, he came down and died on the cross and paid it all for us. We don't have to do anything to be saved. We just got to trust him and what he did for us and accept that as our salvation, as our substitute. And, uh, the Bible says God will save us. So I said all that because until someone comes there and, and, and gets saved and trust Jesus as their savior, uh, their life can never be changed. God can never change their life until they get there. So mm-hmm. if, so if I was to say someone's lost and they need some hope in life, they need some hope in their, uh, in the, when they die, you know, and they want to know they're going to heaven, and they want to know their sins are forgiven, then I'll, I'll tell you, you need to trust Jesus, and um, call out on his name, the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, so uh, they need to trust Jesus, and, and now you might be saved, maybe someone is saved, and uh, they're just, you know, away from God, they fell out of church or something, they just fell away from God, you know, they're still just as saved as they've always been, they just kind of got backslidden and got, you know, out in sin or, or something and just got away from the Lord and they're cold and maybe their life has just kind of been wrecked by some decisions they've made, uh, then the best thing I can say to them is, uh, you know, just do your best to start getting things right with God, you know, start, you know, start praying, start asking God to help you. I mean, I, I always encourage people to try and get in a good church somewhere because, but more than you know, a church where, where people are saved at and, and they're there to help you, if it's a good church now. There's some churches that they don't care if you come in there. Or they don't care about anyone struggling on drugs or something. And if they come in there, they'd rather them leave. Now, there are those churches. I'm not talking about those churches. I'm talking about go find you a good church somewhere that preaches the Bible and and try and be there, try and get in there and and try and you know get under the preaching of God's word and, and just do your best to, to get back close to God again and he'll change your life. He'll turn your life back around. Uh, even though a lot of times, you know, we're the ones who make our life a mess in the first place, uh, mm-hmm. but God will turn it around for us. If we're saved and we try and get our life back right with God, the Bible says God will turn our life back around. If we, if we would let him, if we'd let him.
0: Hey, I mean, there you go, man. I think that was a way to end it off. I like that. Um, go ahead and plug in your church and also, let everyone know, he goes on Facebook Live on Sundays, I think at 11,
2: correct? 11
0: o'clock. 11, a.m.? 11 o'clock. Hey, look at there. My memory is coming back more and more every day. I'm yeah, starting to be amen. happier every day now. So 11 a.m., uh, go ahead and plug in your church.
2: Amen. Y'all come on and listen. and uh, I'd love to have you, and I, I appreciate you having me on, though, and uh, I've enjoyed it. I really have. It was Don't good talking.
0: My- it's always a blast talking to you, man. Uh I always the one cool thing about you, man, knowing where we work and stuff, you've been always the positive person. I mean, sometimes it could be a hard time working at where we work, but hey man, for someone as as positive and I mean you just bring a very good vibe, regardless of what you do. You're a hard worker and I mean you, you do what you're supposed to do for your family. And I'm very happy that you have this have your beautiful boy now. You and your wife finally getting to spend some time with the kid. You got six weeks paid off. Enjoy <laughs> yeah. it. Enjoy it. So, I mean, Dalton, I appreciate you doing this with me today, man. And like I said, he, he goes on Facebook Live at 11 a.m. Or if you're in the Georgia area. What part of Georgia?
2: We're in uh, Brantley County, Nahuna, Georgia.
0: All right. Oh, I've actually been there. I wrestled there a couple times.
2: Yeah. Eternal Life Baptist Church
0: eternal life Baptist Church. and if y'all are in that area go check them out man Dalton is really good I mean I really really helpful and Dalton I mean thank you for coming on here and just explaining stuff like that I didn't want to make the podcast obviously just be like all right man what made you want to become a pastor like you're very young what made you want to do that you were really good detailed, and detail wasn't just like hey man my life was really terrible I was on drugs or something and I just needed to change outlet. Like yeah. you you were really good on it. I mean, thank you for on that, man. And uh enjoy your six weeks cuz
2: Yeah, man. I, I appreciate you having me on and I'll uh, I'll talk to you later, man.
0: All right, bro. Be safe. Later.
2: Yes, yes, sir. All right, it's time to take the going home cue. First
0: and foremost, I would like to thank Dalton Groves for joining us today and talking about the just the things and the obstacles and just what it takes to actually become a pastor. And obviously, just the different types also. I mean, that was really cool. I only knew of two. So, I mean, that was really cool to find out. And just how serious it is to actually get involved into it. And and the craziest thing is, like most people, Dalton wasn't real, fully a church person. So, it was really cool to find out. Like, It really took him some time, but he... he Obviously, wanted to start going to church, and he felt like the time was right, and he felt like it was as what was needed, and that's what God wanted him to be. And also, I wanted y'all to know that today was not just about, hey, man, you need to go to church. I wanted to really know why people go to church, why people want to pursue into possibly being pastors and stuff and that's one thing i really was really excited about this because i knew dalton would be the perfect person to explain it and man the way he ended the eps ended it i i'm still blown away like for someone that has never been to church i feel like that would have actually want somebody to actually go i want to give it a shot i want to try this or let's watch his live Or if you're in the Georgia area, go check him out. I mean, the dude's really humble, very positive energy guy. Uh, From where we work and stuff, it's it's really rare to find very positive attitudes. Dalton is really one of them. Uh, I'm very excited to know that he has finally had his baby boy. He is home with him probably right now with his wife. and I'm just glad he finally gets to enjoy time with his family. And just really exci- and really happy about fatherhood. So thank you all for joining us on Buzz with Marlo today. I hope we didn't bore you. Let's end it off like we always. I hope you wash your hands, stay safe, protect your own. And I will be back when we have more buzz down the road. Later. Being the new member of the Rasp Rebellion, I want everyone to go to the website RepSportsREPPSports.com and get 15% off on your first purchase if you do the promo code AP2420 and you have to type in the capital letters of AP2420. And like I said, you get 15% off. I know with this hard times in quarantine. Honestly, supplements are going to be the best way to go. They've got BCAs, They have the energy drinks. They have pre-workouts, whey proteins and stuff. I would love everyone to go to repsports.com to get and use the promo code AP2420, which is capital letters AP2420, to get 15% off
1: on your first purchase. Thank you all.